Hey everybody, welcome back to the Reclamation Podcast, where our goal is to help you reclaim good practices for following Jesus. If we haven't met yet, my name is Tony, and today is episode 174 of the podcast. It's a monologue episode, and today, this episode is perfect for someone who struggles with solitude. If you struggle with silence, if you struggle with the idea of being still, this is the perfect episode for you. By the end of the episode, we're going to give you a couple of very practical tips on how to be still and use it as an act of worship. Hey, if this episode is helpful for you, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, share this episode with a friend, maybe somebody in your life who can hold you accountable to that stillness, somebody who can push you, who can challenge you if you struggle with being still like I do. And I'll be honest, I really struggle with being still. It's not something I'm good at, uh, being still, being silent. As you can tell, I love to talk, and sometimes I'm even good at it. And there's a friend in my life. His name is Justin Gravitt. We actually record a podcast together on Jesus-style disciple-making called The Practitioner's Podcast. You can go subscribe to that. We got a new season coming out in fall of 2022. So Justin and I, um, for two years now, we've done this thing where we go on a silent retreat, and silent retreats are exactly what you think they are. They're silent. And you can do it any different way. This is a, a self-led retreat. So I kind of set the rules. But ultimately, I go three days without having any substantial conversation with another human being. And let me tell you, friends, that is hard. That is hard for me because I love to talk. But what I understand is that in my stillness, I get to commune with God in a way that doesn't happen when I'm talking. In my stillness, I get to commune with God in a way that doesn't happen when I'm talking. And one of the most famous verses around stillness comes from Psalm 46. Uh, I'm going to read it to you. The whole psalm, it's a little bit lengthy, so buckle up. Psalm 46, starting at verse 1. God is our refuge and strength and an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose stream make glad the city of God, the holy place where the mighty Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at daybreak. Nations are in an uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. Verse 7. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he brought on the earth, he makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and he shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Let me read verse 10 again. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. Verse 11, the last verse of the psalm. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Okay, so lots, lots, lots happening in this psalm. And it's actually a lot more than just the one verse that we tend to quote the most often. And there's nothing wrong with quoting that verse. I love quoting that verse. It's a memory verse for me. It's one of the the verses I keep in my quiver of verses. And when I need something, I pull it out and I fire at it. But 
But let's be clear. The context of the psalm gives the verse a lot more strength. The context of the psalm gives the verse a lot more strength. What happens is we begin to see the chaos that's happening in the psalm, right? Starting at verse one, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Then he, he goes through, the psalmist here goes through and he lays out some of the trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. The earth will give way. The mountains will fall into the heart of the sea. Basically, what he's trying to do is he's, he's giving us a picture that the world is falling apart. The world is falling apart. The mountains quake, right? And then we get to verse four. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the most high dwelleth. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at daybreak. Nations are in upward kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. Now imagine this river. This river is the river of hope. It's the river of life. It's the river of promise. Right. And so the river is still flowing, even though there is chaos. And then so beautifully in verse seven and again in verse 11, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So while Psalm 46 verse 10 might be the most well quoted verse in all of this psalm, the reality is maybe the most important one, maybe the big takeaway is actually what the psalmist repeats in verse 7 and verse 11 and a different and kind of a nuanced way in verse 1, which is verse 1, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Verse 7, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Verse 11, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So as we begin to think about this, it really adds a lot of beef to this idea of what 4610 really means, which is be still and know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. So how does the Lord Almighty being with us, the God of Jacob being a fortress, reinforce this idea of being still? Because what it goes to tell us is that being still is not surrendering to losing, but rather it's surrendering as an act of worship. So when you read Psalm 4610, what the psalmist is saying is I'm not still because I've lost. I'm still because God's won. It reiterates this idea that God is so much bigger than anything we could possibly do. Get excited about the fact that you're not God and that there is a God who's so big, who wants to meet us in this stillness, who wants to meet us in this place where we surrender the outcome, no matter how much chaos we're in, no matter how much we're feeling, no matter how broken or out of control, or as the psalmist says, the mountains are falling into the heart of the sea. Man, if you live in the same world that I do, it, that could be any number of Tuesdays since 2020. It could be any number of days since pandemics and wars and all of the things that just feel so heavy. Utter chaos erupts around us. And yet the psalmist says, if you want to know God more closely, be still. Being still is an act of worship, one that reminds us that God is present in the chaos and the chaos that's, of, that's in our lives, maybe whether we created it or we're just experiencing, that chaos does not scare God. I know somebody needs to hear that today. The chaos that you're in, whether you've created it or you're just experiencing it, it doesn't scare God. 
God is not worried about what you got going on. He's the God of all creation. And so our job then as a child of that God is to be still, to sit in the stillness and surrender that chaos back to God. And I know what you're thinking. Well, how do I do that? There's lots of ways to do it. And I would say um, the old adage, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time is a great way. I, I didn't start this process by going on silent retreats. Assure me. Let me assure you. I didn't start this process by taking three days of silence. I started with five minutes at a time. Five minutes at a time every day after my quiet time or sometimes before my quiet time if I wasn't quite mentally prepared yet. So for me, I get up in the morning. I get my pre-workout before I go to the gym. I'll put that in a blender bottle. I'll go to the back porch and then I'll sit in silence for five to 10 minutes and just be still and see if God has anything to say to me. And I know it's like, man, or you're wasting time or I hate to lose sleep. But I'll tell you that God communes with us in the midst of that stillness, just like the psalmist says. So three things, right? One, breathe, actually breathe, like taking a couple of deep, intentional breaths, just nice and slow, nice and slow out. Breathe. It's a great reminder to get back to the basics. We overcomplicate so many things. All right, the second thing, find a space. And I, I've talked about spaces before on this podcast. I love holy spaces, but I think they just set the tone for what you're trying to do. So mentally, emotionally, spiritually, they set the tone that you're going here for a specific outcome, for a specific reason, for a specific cause. So find a space, a chair. Uh, I, you know, I mentioned I use my back porch. There's something that happens when you go to a space. It really kind of creates something. And then the third thing that I recommend that I'm a big fan of if you need to practice stillness is get with nature. Get in touch with nature. Find some spaces outside that um, are places where you can look at God work. Because it, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but there are times outside where it's still. Even in the, the earliest of mornings or the late of night, all of creation gets still before God. Everything, everything that we have in this world gets still. There are times when the birds do not chirp. There are times when the wind does not blow. There is stillness. And I think that it's such an important reminder for all of us that that stillness is part of of our rhythm. It's a part of our life. It's a part of our practices, our disciplines. Even, Jill, even Jesus snuck away at, for isolation and stillness with the Father. An important practice for all of us. Again, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Then go straight to verse 11. The Lord Almighty is with us the God of Jacob is our fortress. Friends, if you want to know the Lord Almighty, if you want to feel the comfort of God of Jacob as a fortress, it starts with stillness. You don't have to take the hill. You don't have to control it. You don't have to do all this work right now. Just be still and know that he is God. He will be exalted among the nations. He will be exalted in the earth. And he's with you. 
And the God of Jacob, he's your fortress for such a time as this. Friends, I'm so thankful to be on this journey with you. I love sharing these monologue episodes. Hey, if you have any feedback for me, if you want to share your thoughts, how you practice stillness, hit me up on Instagram at TWMilt, at T-W-M-I-L-T. I'm on Instagram the most, so it's the best place to start. I post uh, reels there, podcast stuff there. Also, be sure to subscribe. Share this episode with a friend. It goes such a long way in getting the word out about what God is doing in and through this ministry. Hey, I'm thankful for you. Keep practicing the stillness. I know it's hard. I know it's hard, but remember to breathe, create space, get in touch with nature. Breathe, create space, get in touch with nature. Watch what God does. He's going to do it. He's going to do it in your life. I promise. Remember, guys, if you want to follow Jesus, you must be willing to move. <laughs>